0: The angel Gabriel says to Mary, He shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. Now, amen, that's a prophecy. He was called Jesus. He was great, amen, and he was called the Son of the Highest. All those things came to pass. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He hadn't got his throne yet, guys. Jesus Christ has not received his throne yet. The throne of his father David. And look at verse 33. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. He's not gotten his throne yet. And this morning I want to preach on from a cradle to a throne, from a child to a king. Now, he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He hasn't received that throne yet. And he's going to receive that throne and he's going to have a throne and it's a literal physical throne sitting in, the, in Jerusalem. The throne of his father David is going to sit in Jerusalem and Jesus Christ physically is going to be ruling on that throne. And that day's coming and it's going to be a king. This is a baby but he's going to be a king. He's coming from a cradle, but he's going to go to a throne. And this is the King Jesus they don't like to talk about. They don't have no problem celebrating a little baby being born in a cradle. They have no problem with the little baby because that little baby, that little baby don't tell them what to do. That little baby, they can control that little baby. They can keep that little baby right where they want it. Because that little baby don't tell them what to do. That little baby don't stand up. That little baby doesn't want to reign. That little baby can't do anything to them. But the man Jesus Christ as a king, oh no, they don't want no part of that. And I'm going to show you through the scriptures that this Jesus that we're talking about this morning, he's not only a child, he's going to be a king. He not only came from a cradle, but he's going to go to a throne. And I'm going to show you these. And let's start with the prophecy of this taking place. Look at Psalms chapter 2. We're going to go through some prophecy now. There's some Christians, and I'm talking about Christians, that don't believe this is ever going to take place. They try to spiritualize all of that. They try to spiritualize all these verses. And I'm going to show you by the time I'm done with this, There'll be no doubt. There's nothing spiritual about any of this. This is all physical. This is a physical throne in a physical Jerusalem with a physical Jesus ruling from a city named Jerusalem. And that day's coming. And the king, Jesus, is coming. And when I get done, I think and I believe, when I show you the word of God, there'll be no doubt in your mind that all this, this thing's gonna take place. But I'm gonna show you these prophecies first. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? This is Psalms chapter 2, verse 2. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed. Who is the Lord's anointed? That's Jesus Christ. Christ is just an anointed one. When you say Jesus Christ, Christ is not Jesus' last name. That's what you're saying that Jesus, the man that was named Jesus, He's anointed of God. He's got the Holy Spirit of God on Him. He's the anointed one. Jesus Christ means the anointed Jesus that's the Lord's anointed. Okay, look at verse 3. Let us break their bands asunder. These are these wicked kings. And cast away their cords from us. See, these wicked kings says, I don't want to have anything to do with the Lord's anointed. I don't like his burdens. I don't like his bounds. I don't like his chains being around him. His, these cords. Look at verse 4. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Come a day that God's going to laugh at these kings. You know, it's like in my mind, a little bitty kid coming up there, a grown man, and trying to sway and swing at a grown man. And that grown man has his hand on that little kid's forehead. And that kid's just swaying and swinging his arms, trying to hit that grown man. And that grown man's got his other hand on his belly, just laughing. <laughs> you think you can hurt me? <laughs> That's exactly how God's going to laugh at these wicked things. God's going to laugh at you. You want to see something interesting? Go look in your Bible at all the times that God laughs. And it isn't at jokes. It's when God's about to do something to you. That'll wake you up. Because look what he does in verse 5. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Who's that king? We'll look at the very next verse, 7. I will declare the decree... The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, capital S, this day have I begotten thee. That's a prophecy of Jesus Christ being born of a virgin, being the son of man, being born at one time. Jesus Christ is eternal as the son of God. He's eternal, he's God as the son of God. But as the son of man, he was born unto Mary in a cradle. Look at verse 8. Ask of me, this is God talking to his son, ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen, For thine inheritance and look in the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. I'm going to give you the earth for you to rule and reign over. I'm going to give you the earth for yours to rule and reign over. My king, my son. And we know this son to be the anointed one, Jesus Christ. This is a prophecy. A thousand years before Christ was born. Verse 9. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. This king is going to rule with a rod of iron. And thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. This is a king that's got military power. This is a king that can rule and reign with power, with a rod of iron. Verse 10, be wise now therefore, O ye kings, be instructed ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Amen. You better fear him and you better rejoice because he's king of kings and Lord of lords. Kiss the son lest he be angry. And ye perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Have you put your trust in this King Jesus? The Bible says you better kiss him. Kiss the son. That son is Jesus Christ. You better stop kissing the Pope's fingers and start kissing the feet of Jesus Christ. I ain't going to kiss no Pope's fingers. You don't know where his hands have been. He's a man just like me. Maybe he didn't wash his hands after he went to the bathroom. Jesus Christ, you better get on your knees. You better kiss his feet. You better do it. Look at Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 9. Now, that prophecy I just gave you was a prophecy of a God going to have a son that's going to be a king. Now, let's look at Isaiah chapter 9. Some people try to spiritualize this stuff. And they say that Jesus Christ, is already, this is, stuff's already happened. This stuff is spiritual. They try to spiritualize it like Jesus Christ is reigning right now. Well, if Jesus Christ is reigning right now, I'm here to tell you, he's doing an awfully bad job, a horrible job. If my Jesus Christ is reigning over this world right now, he's no king at all. Because he's no king at all. If he's reigning right now. Jesus Christ is reigning right now. Seriously. With the world the way it is. With the world doing what it is. See the king I know when he reigns. There won't be any more foolishness. There won't be any more sin. There'll be no more wars. When this king I know Jesus reigns over this world. So don't come tell me that Jesus Christ is already reigning. Jesus Christ is not reigning right now. If he is, he's doing a bad job. And my Jesus doesn't do a bad job. Amen. That was a 1,000 years before Christ was born. That was prophesied. Here's one that was 700 years before Christ was born. You know, that's what drives me crazy. You look at nowadays, and you look at these, uh, when they try to date stuff, they try to say, B instead of saying B.C. before Christ and A.D., which is the Latin for saying the year of our Lord, they try to say B like common error and before the common era. I don't know if y'all have seen that. They're trying to change everything up. They're trying to take Jesus Christ out of all their dating systems. But it just doesn't work that way. Because if you were born in 1960, what is not, what 1960 of what? 1,960 years from the birth of my Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't care if you're an atheist. Whatever date the year you were born on, it's the year of our Lord. He said, well, he's not my Lord. I'm here to tell you there's going to come a time, my friend. I don't care if you're an atheist. I don't care if you're the devil. There's going to come a time, my friend, you will bow your knees and call him Lord. The Bible says every knee will bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that includes all the devils, the Satan, that includes all the atheists, that includes all the mockers, all the sinners, all the wicked kings of the earth. They're all going to bow before King Jesus and say, You're Lord. And they're going to do it on their knees. That's what the Bible says, and I believe it. That's what the Bible says. Look at Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born. There's the prophecy that you read there in Luke chapter 1, becoming true. 700 years before Jesus Christ was born to Mary, you're reading it there in verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, Jesus Christ. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, a government, that's a king, guys. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Why is his name Wonderful? Because he does so many wonders. His name shall be called Counselor because he gives such good advice. The mighty God, because he's God manifest in the flesh. The everlasting Father, because we are born again, and he is part of the Trinity. The Prince of Peace, because he'll bring in an everlasting peace. That's King Jesus, verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David, there's his throne, my friend, and upon his kingdom, order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will, will perform this. My friends, this is going to take place. God says in the end of verse 7, he's got a throne of David, he's got a kingdom, the government's going to be on his shoulders, he's going to rule and reign. And what does it say at the end of verse 7? The zeal of the Lord of hosts will, will perform this. You can bet your bottom dollar. Place your bets, my friends. Put your money on who you think is going to win. Is the world going to win in the end, or is Jesus Christ going to win in the end? I'm here to tell you, you better put your bets on the Lord Jesus Christ, because the Lord of hosts will perform this. He's going to happen. It's what's going to happen. But you see this prophecy that there's going to be a child. We know that to be Jesus Christ. He's going to be called all these wonderful things. The mighty God, the everlasting Father, wonderful Counselor. All these things that Jesus Christ is going to be called. We know all that to be true in verse 6. Amen. We know that to be true. Hardly anybody will doubt that this is not a prophecy about Jesus Christ. But in verse 7, it says that this Jesus Christ, there shall be no end upon the throne of David. David had a throne, and that throne was a physical, earthly throne. Sitting in Jerusalem is where that throne's at. And Gabriel told Mary he will sit on the throne of his father David. King Jesus is coming. And he's going to come to this earth and rule on a throne. He's going to go from a cradle to a throne. From a child to a king. Amen. Hey, man. I'm going to show you an amazing Absolutely amazing prophecy about all this. Look at back in Psalms. Look back in Psalms 132. This prophecy here is, I don't know how anybody answers this one. Because this one is so amazing. And when you meditate on this prophecy, it really is amazing. And it's uh, just incredible, really. And all this stuff is a thousand years, seven hundred years before Jesus Christ was born. All this prophecy of God's going to have a son. It's going to be—he's going to be anointed. He's going to be a king. He's going to rule over the heathens of the earth. He's going to have a throne of his father David. He's going—all this stuff—and you're seeing this stuff now. Look, and this is a prophecy that's amazing. Psalm one thirty-two, verse ten and eleven. For thy servant David's sake, turn not away the face of thine anointed. Look at verse 11. Here we go. Now, this one's one we've got to really slow down on. The Lord has sworn in truth unto David. Here's something the Lord's sworn unto David. And remember, that's the throne that Jesus Christ is going to sit on. Now look. He will not turn from it. Of the fruit, this is what God says to David. Of the fruit of thy body will I sit upon thy throne. ooh What did God just say? Now, let's break it down. The fruit of thy body. What's the fruit of whose body? That's David's body. What was the fruit of David's body? That would be Mary. And from Mary came Jesus. Luke chapter 1. Okay, y'all got that? Got your mind wrapped around that? Of the fruit of thy body. Now who's speaking here? God to David. Will I, who's that I? That's the Lord. Will I sit upon thy, David's throne. God says, through your body and the fruit of your body, I'm going to sit on your throne. That's God speaking. Now, how is that even possible? Only if Jesus Christ, God manifests in the flesh, comes back physically and sits on the throne of His father David. That will literally be, my friends, God sitting on the throne of David. Amen. Woo! That's an amazing, incredible Awesome prophecy right there. Why do you believe the Bible will be God's word? Prophecy? Prophecy? Let's read it one more time. Of the fruit of thy body will I sit upon my throne. Boy, underline that in your Bible. And go home and meditate on that for about a year. Woo. It's going to happen. And I'm not even done yet. Let's see what Jesus Christ had to say about this. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 19. Let's see what our Lord and Savior had to say about this. From a child to a king... From a cradle, from a cradle to a throne. And we're going to look at how Jesus Christ prophesies about this throne. This is the throne of his father David. And remember this throne was an earthly throne. It was a physical throne. Verse verse 27, Matthew 19, 27. Then answered Peter and said unto him, unto Jesus Christ, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, That ye which have followed me in the regeneration. Now that regeneration is the regeneration of the earth, my friends. That's a regeneration when the earth becomes like the Garden of Eden again. That's when the lion is laying down with the lamb. That's when this earth blossoms again. That's the regeneration that Jesus Christ is talking about. That ye which follow me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of His glory. Ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Jesus Christ said, "I'm going to sit on a throne. It's going to be a glorious throne. It's going to be the throne of my glory." He hadn't gotten to that throne yet, my friends. Your Savior was a prophet, a suffering prophet. Look at Matthew chapter twenty-five. See what Jesus Christ. What else Jesus Christ had to say about this? Matthew twenty-five, verse thirty-one. When the Son of Man, this is Jesus speaking. When the Son of Man shall come in His glory and all the holy angels with him, here he comes, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. He's got a throne, and he's coming, and he's going to sit on that throne. King Jesus is coming, and he started out in a cradle, but it's going to end on a throne. Now, so many people don't believe this. They try to spiritualize this. And I wondered for years, why do they try to spiritualize Jesus Christ and try to say, he's not going to rule on on earth. He's going to rule from heaven. This is all spiritual. Because I've noticed that everybody that teaches this, all the denominations that teach this, and I'm talking about denominations in a sense of false cults like the Catholic Church, the Jehovah's Witness, the Mormons, even the Church of Christ that teach that Jesus Christ, this is all spiritual because they want to rule the earth through their organization. The Catholics want to rule the earth through their organization. That's what the Crusades were about. They want to come and to control the whole, whole earth. They want to be the ones that rule the earth. They want to be the ones that control the earth. And it's not going to happen that way. And they want to say, we want to rule the earth. You can only get to God coming through our organization, be it the Catholic Church, the true church, they say, or the Church of Christ, or the Jehovah's Witness, or the Mormons, or any of these other false cults. You've got to come through our church, only through our church, because we're going to rule and reign the earth through our church. And I'm here to tell you, anything that demotes Jesus Christ is of the devil. Jesus Christ gets all the glory. Jesus Christ gets all the praise. And it's going to be a throne of glory that he's sitting on. And anybody that tries to take away and demote Jesus Christ and put him down just a couple of notches below where he deserves is of the devil and is full of the devil. And I'll say it until I go to my grave. Because Jesus Christ gets all the glory. And God's going to get all the glory through Jesus Christ. Because did I did not tell you that the Bible said that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess to that Jesus Christ, not to the Pope. Not to the leader of the JWs, not to the leader of the Mormons, not to the Southern Baptist Convention, not to any president, not to any preacher you know. It's only going to be bowed and confessed to Jesus Christ. Look at Zechariah. I'm going to show this to you. Man, this Bible's amazing. And I'm telling you, the book of Zechariah is one of the most amazing books in your Old Testament. 14, let me show you. This physically taking place on a physical earth. Now I've shown you the prophecies. Now let's look at how God describes this is going to be. I'm going to show you Jesus Christ ruling on a physical earth, and it's a physical Jesus Christ. It's not spiritual. Look at Zechariah chapter 14, verse 2. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. That's a battle of Armageddon. And the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravaged, and half the city shall go forth in captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations, as when he fought in the day of battle. That's a battle of Armageddon. That's what you're reading right there. See, look, skip down to verse 12. And this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord shall, will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet, and their eyes shall consume away in their holes, and their tongue shall consume away in their mouth. Sounds a lot like an atomic explosion. People standing there and whoosh, they're just disintegrated in this battle. Go back up to verse 4 Battle of Armageddon. Talking about the Lord and his feet. Whose feet? The Lord's feet. How could that be God's feet? Because that's Jesus Christ's feet. You get that? That's God manifesting in the flesh. His feet, Jesus' feet, shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. This is earthly. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a very great valley. Half of the mountain shall remove toward the south, and half of it toward the, toward the north, and half of it toward the south. Let's get down to verse 5. At the end of verse 5, The Lord my God shall come and all the saints with Him. That's Jesus Christ coming back. Him standing on the Mount of Olives. physically. Physically standing on the Mount of Olives. It splits in half when he lands on the Mount of Olives. And then what does it say in verse 9? Look over to verse 9. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. And that day shall there be one Lord in his name, one. Amen. Amen men, that's your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ coming back at the Battle of Armageddon, landing on the Mount Olives, it splits in half and as it splits in half, here he goes down towards Jerusalem, towards that gate to go in the eastern gate to come in as King of Kings and Lord of Lords to rule the world as a king, to sit on the throne of his father David that was prophesied in Psalm and Isaiah and by the angel Gabriel to Mary, he's going to sit on his father's throne of David, he's going to sit on that throne he's going to rule the whole earth as a king of kings and lord of lords verse 9 and the lord shall be king over all the earth Amen. look at verse 16 and it shall come to pass that everyone that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem all those nations at the battle of Armageddon any of those nations that are left after the battle of Armageddon shall even go up from year to year to worship the king The Lord of hosts and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Guys, that's an earthly thing. That's something that's happening here on the earth. Verse 17. And it shall be that whoso will not come up of all the families of the earth. Look, the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts. Who's the king? King Jesus, the Lord of hosts, God manifested in flesh, Jesus Christ, he's the king, he's ruling on a throne, it's in Jerusalem, they have to go up to Jerusalem, it's on the earth. How can you spiritualize this? It's physical, it's a physical kingdom with a physical throne, with physical people going up to a physical king. Don't spiritualize Jesus, he's alive, he's a man, and he's coming back. And my eyes will see Him. I will behold His face. We will see Him. We will physically get to bow down to Him and kiss His blessed feet. We'll get to grab a hold of our Lord and Savior. The one we pray to. The one we cry out to. The one we sing about. The one we cry tears to. The one we know saved us the one that shed His blood for us, that King, we're going to physically see Him and cry out to Him and praise Him and glorify Him and be with Him forever. Amen. This is a King, a physical King that was born physically in a cradle that will physically rule on a throne in Jerusalem. It'll be a millennial kingdom. A thousand year kingdom. Oh, the world will never know peace like this. There'll be no more wars. There'll be no more rumors of wars. There'll be no more death. There'll be no more crying. There'll be just peace and happiness and joy. And it can only take place because King Jesus is ruling and reigning with the rod of iron. On the throne of his father David. And we will get to sit with him. And see his wonderful, beautiful, glorious face. What a glorious time my friends. He's going to wipe out all this foolishness going on in the world. There'll be nobody voting for him. There'll be nobody who can vote him out. He's a king. He's not a president. He's not anybody you can vote out. You might say, well, I didn't vote for him. It don't matter if you voted for him. He's coming in anyway, and he's going to rule and reign for a thousand years physically on his father's throne in the city of David, known as Jerusalem. Had somebody asked me, how do you know this stuff's going to take place? Because Jerusalem, because of Israel, because of 1948. When Israel started becoming a nation again and Jerusalem is ruling and reigning and people are fighting over Jerusalem and killing people over Jerusalem and that temple mount is cleaned off. It's cleaned off. He said, what's it waiting for? It's waiting for my King Jesus to come back and rule on the holy mountain of Zion in Jerusalem. And I can't wait to see it. Look at Revelation 19. I'm going to show you. your King Jesus coming back. Woo, I love King Jesus. Man, my King Jesus, He's not only a Savior, He's not only the Lamb of God, He's the Lion of the tribe of Judah. You know, in Joel it says that the Lord Himself will roar out of Jerusalem. The voice of the Lord will roar out of Jerusalem. I can't wait for that day when Jesus is sitting on this throne and He speaks and it's a roar out of Jerusalem. And everybody will just bow down as the king of kings is speaking to his people, to his earth. He's ruling the world. No more foolishness. It's God and his holiness in Jesus Christ. And all these people that didn't believe it was going to happen are going to have to bow down and say he was king. And it's not Muhammad. It's not Buddha. It was Jesus all along. It was Jesus Christ. Revelation 19, Revelation 19, verse 11. John says, I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he does judge. And make war. There's going to come a time, my friends, we're going to be up in heaven and the tribulation is taking place down on the earth and the marriage feast of the Lamb is taking place and we're sitting around and we're eating and there's glorifying and singing of Jesus Christ and it's so wonderful. We've come through the judgment seat of Jesus Christ and we're sitting down and we're having fellowship with our family, with our friends and we're finally getting to see Jesus Christ, and see His face and oh, we're so happy. And then somebody's going to say, look, look, and we're going to look up and there's our Jesus. And He's going to bring out a white horse. A beautiful white stallion. And we're going to see Jesus Christ. And He's going to get up on that horse. And you're going to hear the cry. Cry come across heaven. Mount up. Mount up. It's time to go back and get what belongs to King Jesus. Mount up. Verse 12. His eyes was a flame of fire. And he shall rule them with the rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. Look at verse 16. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh, name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Oh, he's going to come back. And he's going to come back and wipe those nations out at the battle arm again. And we're going to follow with him. And it says that there's a sword that goes out of his mouth. And the Bible says that he's going to slay them with the breath. With the breath of his lips, he's going to slay these people. Amen. <sounding�々akes> and they're going to fall back. Be gone. And they're going to fall back. Get away. And they're going to go back. And he's going to ride on that horse. And he's going to be triumphant. He's going to have that huge crown. He's going to have his vesture dipped in blood as he's stomping on his enemies. And he's going to go towards Jerusalem. And we're going to be following with him. He's going to land on that Mount of Olives. And he's going to get off that horse. And his feet are going to stand on the Mount of Olives. Overlooking Jerusalem. And then the whole mount's going to just. And it's going to split. And he's going to look down on that eastern gate. And here he goes. Right towards Jerusalem. To go get his throne. That belongs to him. It's the throne of his father David. Do you believe it brother Keegan? I believe it with all my heart. I believe it. And we're going to rule and reign with him. A 1,000 years. Look at chapter 20, verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither they had received his mark upon their heads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a 1,000 years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the 1,000 years were finished. This is the first resurrection, blessed and holy. Is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such a second death hath no power. Look at the end of verse 6. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. That is Jesus Christ sitting on a throne, physical throne, reigning this earth for a thousand years. Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, put in a cradle, but he's destined for a throne. He is a child. My friends, he's gonna be a king. Hello friends, this is Pastor Keegan Hall of Indian Gap Baptist Church of Indian Gap, Texas. If you'd like to contact us, you can do it at indiangapbaptist.com. On the internet, it's indiangapbaptist.com. But I have a question for you. If you died tonight, do you know if you'd go to heaven?